Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. This morning, in for this morning's message, I have uh, two verses that I want to hang everything off. Um, first of all, is Luke chapter 12, verse 32, which says this, Do not be afraid, for your Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. This is a verse that refers to our Father in heaven who has gladly, gladly chosen to do something. There's a verse elsewhere in Scripture that says, if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Father in heaven give what is good to His children? And we are all His children. We are all made and created by our Father in heaven. He loves every single one of us. And you may have had a whole range of experiences or been told a whole range of things about God, your Father in heaven. And there may be things that have put a a barrier or an obstacle between you and God. You may have had difficult experiences with the, the humans in the church and reflect that on who God is. But the Bible tells us that God is good. The Bible tells us that God is love. The Bible tells us that our Father in heaven seeks and saves those who are lost. The the Bible tells us that God just reaches out and reaches out and reaches out to engage with us in a good and a loving and an affirming and a life-supporting way. The second verse that I want to hang Today's message on is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, which is, says this As though God were making an appeal <laughs> through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And to be quite honest, I've, I've struggled preparing my heart to deliver this message today. Because there are all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds and from all sorts of of previous experiences who've made all sorts of different life decisions. And yet there's just a clear, plain truth that we want to communicate to everybody here today that God loves you. Your Father in heaven loves you and He longs for nothing more than relationship with you and to bless you and to do you good. And we beg you on behalf of Christ, if you this morning are distant from God, be reconciled to God on behalf of Jesus Christ, as if we were appealing on His behalf, be reconciled to your Father who is in heaven. Because He's good, He loves you. So that first verse, Luke 12, 32, Do not be afraid, for your Father has chosen gladly 
to give you his kingdom. What is this kingdom? One thing it is, is provision. And in a short while, we'll read about that in Luke chapter 12. Where Jesus, teaching in Luke 12, says, look at the ravens, how they have food. Look at the lilies of the field, how they are adorned so gloriously. So don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. Because if your Father in heaven will so adorn the lilies of the field and so provide for the the ravens, how much more will He provide for you? So this kingdom is provision. It's, It's very practical. It's very, very real. I know there's been times in my life where, where I have felt challenged as to, to where the next dollar is coming from, as to where the next ability to, to feed myself or my family, where the next job is coming from. And every single time I can confidently report every single time my Father in Heaven has come through. Miracles occur in the lives of those who are in relationship with their Father in heaven because He gladly makes His kingdom available to us. So this kingdom is provision. In Matthew chapter 5, we read that it is blessing. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What it means there is those who do not have an arrogant or prideful spirit, blessed are those people because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. There is comfort. If you were distressed or mourning a loss or in grief, there is comfort, a supernatural comfort that comes only from God. goes beyond anything that a human can provide. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. It's a kingdom of opposites sometimes. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But for each one of those points, the word that is repeated is blessed. Blessed, 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 blessed. Our Father in heaven is a good Father and He longs for nothing but the best for us. In Matthew 4, 23, we see that in this kingdom, there is healing. It says, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. In Matthew 10, verses 7 to 8, we read that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
It reads, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. It's nearby, it's real, it's accessible and it's transferable. In Matthew 13, we read that it's a treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And again, it's like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went, sold all that he had and bought it. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is a real encounter with our Father in heaven. It's a real encounter with the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God who comes and lives within us and fills our being. One Corinthians fourteen verse twenty: For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but power. Matthew sixteen verse nineteen: Its authority in prayer. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Matthew 18, 18 to 20, on this same theme of authority in prayer, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst." There is a reality and a power to the goodness of God that becomes real and evident in our lives when the Holy Spirit indwells us and we join together in prayer and agree together. I've mentioned this story previously this year, but I'll mention it again. At my kids' Game of cricket, speaking with one of the other dads who'd just lost his job. He wasn't even a believer. But as I spoke with him, I said, I'm going to pray for you and believe that my Father in heaven is going to provide you with a job. And then every morning I'd go and park beside the river and pray. And I'd ask God, God, please provide him a job in it crept into my heart to ask God to provide a job within two days. I was a little bit nervous about that. And so I reported to him, I said, I prayed for you this morning and I believe God's going to provide you a job within two weeks. I kept on praying every day for two weeks. Then I bumped into him down at the shops a few weeks later and he came up and he 
hugged me and he said, Warren, I want to thank you so much. He said, two days after you sent me that text message, I was offered a job. The Kingdom of God, God is good and He is real. And there is power and authority that He releases into our life that impacts our life. And there is provision and there is goodness and there is kindness of God. I used to play professional football and I damaged my my knee and was hobbling around for several weeks. And it was when I first started to discover the truths of some of these verses in Scripture. And there was one particular night when I thought, well, if there's healing in the kingdom of God and if I'm in the kingdom of God, surely there can be healing for my knee. So just laying on my bed, I was about 18 or 19 years old. One night I just prayed, Lord, please heal my knee. I placed a hand on my knee and I hadn't been able to walk properly for probably five or six weeks placed a hand on my knee and I said, in Jesus' name, knee, be healed. And stood up and it was still really painful. And I had a book on healing prayer beside my bed. So I opened it up and just started to read some of the teaching of that. And this guy was talking about taking authority in the, in the physical realm. And he actually spoke about being really specific in prayer. And so I then put the book aside, prayed again, placed a hand on my knee and I said, in Jesus' name, every atom and every cell in this knee, my my brain was hearing what my voice was saying and thinking, are you crazy, Warren? In Jesus' name, I command that every atom and cell in this knee return to its rightful place. And as I did that, it's like a a leap of faith happened in my heart. And I got out of my bed and it was immediately healed. And I'm just hopping up and down like this and I've never had a problem with that knee again. There's a friend of mine who just on Friday... This past week, just so happened, this friend of mine has been repairing a roof of a neighbour in my street. And so I've been wandering up and having a chat with him and so on. On Friday morning, he got out of his van, walked up and he just burst into tears. And he's got a, he's of Bosnian extraction. And he's got a brother over in Bosnia, 50 years old who overnight, our time, had been riding a horse and hit his head on a branch and fallen off and had damaged the back of his neck and his lower back. And there was a chance that he was going to be at least partially or completely paralysed. And this friend just burst into tears. He'd lost his his son at the age of 18. He'd lost his wife in her 40s and now this to his brother. And I said to him, he's 
not a believer at this stage. I said to him, can I pray for you? And we prayed right there. And then I said, on Sunday morning at 9.30, my church is going to gather and we're going to pray for healing. Because if two agree regarding anything, it will be granted by their Father in heaven. And later in this service, if you have a need, the Kingdom of God is real and God is real and your Father loves you and we're going to pray. There is authority in prayer. There is healing in the Kingdom. And this verse that we've hung all of this on says, do not be afraid for your Father has chosen gladly, gladly to give you His Kingdom. One of the consequences of this kingdom also, apart from authority in prayer, is eternal life. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 25, we read, and this is the promise that He Himself made to us, eternal life. So the question is for each one of us, this morning, where are we at in our relationship with God? Where are we at in relationship with our Father in heaven? And like that second verse that we referred to, as though God were making an appeal through us, I beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now maybe, maybe you've never heard words like this before. Maybe you've never heard that a relationship with your Father in heaven is possible. And that's why Jesus Christ came and died on the cross. You see, so many of us have this idea of, of God that because He exists, we need to feel guilty, that we need to feel shame. You know, the first thing that happened when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they hid from God. There is this inclination because we know our broken state. When we, when we hear about a perfect father, we hide, we cringe, we cower away. And the first words that the Bible records, God speaking, after he's spoken all those wonderful words of of creation. Let there be light. Let there be man and woman. Let there be, let there be, let there be. After all of those wonderful words, the first words he spoke after Adam and Eve sinned was, Adam, where are you? He was seeking from the start to find a hiding Adam and Eve. And the first thing he did when he found them was he got an animal and killed it and because of the shame that they were feeling, he made clothes for them to wear. And that right there is the image of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 
because of our sin and because of our guilt and because of our shame, God has done everything that needs to be done for us to be reconciled to Him. And that is why Jesus came. This is not about an angry God and us hiding from Him. This is not about us responding out of fear and, and, and torment. This is about a loving God who is good and who gladly, gladly, gladly choose us to give us His Kingdom with all of those benefits that's just been listed, including the benefit of eternal life. And that first verse that that we read, that I keep returning to, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's right there in the verse. Because God, your Father, has chosen gladly to give you His kingdom. And that verse comes at the end of 18 other verses, which for time we won't read them all now, but it begins with Jesus walking through a crowd and some, a man calls out to him, and says, Jesus, tell my brother to divide our inheritance with me. And based out of that comment, Jesus goes on and teaches. He tells a parable of a very wealthy man. And he says, this man's fields were very productive. And so he said to himself, I'm going to build bigger barns and I'm going to store all of the produce and then I'm going to rest easy and enjoy my life. And Jesus says, as he's teaching that parable, he says that God said to that man, you fool, because tonight your soul will be required of you. None of us knows what today or tomorrow brings, but we have opportunity to be reconciled to God now. And then Jesus goes on and teaches then, not about the wealthy people, but those struggling from day to day. And that's when he references the ravens and the lilies of the field. And he says, don't worry. Don't be anxious. Your Father will provide for you. Then he goes on and he tells the story of the prodigal son. Again, it's all around inheritance. It's all around receiving the father's kingdom. Scripture says the prodigal son goes to the father and says, give to me that part of the inheritance that is due to me. And then that prodigal son goes and and misspends it and uses it to to fuel and to fund a lifestyle that neither the Father or God would be happy with. When he comes to the end of himself, he says, I'm going to return to my Father and offer to be a slave. But we all know the story at the end of the prodigal son. The Father was sitting, watching. And when he was still far off, he saw that prodigal son who even though he had had despised the inheritance, 
was now returning. And he saw him as he crested the hill. And the father ran to meet that son that had misspent the inheritance. And he said, let's throw a party, get the fatted lamb, bring the the best robe, bring the ring, the most expensive ring, we'll put it on his finger and we are going to celebrate because that which was lost has been found. My son was dead to me and now he's alive to me. So it doesn't matter what situation we're in today, you might be very, very wealthy and you might be sitting at ease in your life and thinking everything's okay. Or you might be stressed and anxious, wondering how you're going to feed your children or yourself tomorrow, or how you're going to have a, 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 a roof over your head in the weeks to come. Or you may be someone who's previously known and tasted of the kingdom, but then walked away. Today, as if I was pleading on behalf of Christ, I plead with you, be reconciled to God. If the keys can come up, please. What I ask right now is just with every head bowed, every eye closed, I wanna pray a prayer for whoever wants to respond to this. And this is gonna be an opportunity simply for you to be reconciled to God, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what your situation, to return to your Father in heaven and to know the blessing and the goodness of His kingdom in your life. And I urge you, please do not let this opportunity pass. You can know the change now. You can know the change today that comes by opening your heart and receiving the very presence and Spirit of God into your heart to bless you and transform you, to guide your life and to build you from strength to strength. And if that's you this morning, We're not gonna point you out or embarrass you or anything like that, but I simply want to pray a prayer. And if you would like me to pray that prayer so that you can pray it also, I just ask right now, just raise your hand to indicate, say, yes, Warren, I wanna pray that prayer. Anyone at all, just slip your hand up. Thank you, I see that hand. Anyone else? I plead with you. As if on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Don't let the opportunity pass today. Anyone else who wants to pray that prayer, just slip your hand up to indicate and say, yes, Warren, I'm in. Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you. Anyone else? You may be one of those three. You may have lived a long and a good life. Thank you, I see that hand. You may have lived a long and a good life. Thank you, I see that hand there. And you may be feeling at ease, but what comes next? What of eternity? You may never have heard this. You may be young and 
wanting to get God in on the act of your life. Or you may have previously known Him, but you know you haven't been following through as you should. If you're any one of those three and wanna pray this morning just quickly, last opportunity, just raise your hand so that I know that you want to join in this prayer and make that commitment to open your heart to Christ and to be reconciled to God. Anyone else? I'm gonna pray a prayer now and ask us all to join in by way of encouragement of those that are responding. Let's pray. My Father in heaven, I thank You that You love me. I thank You that You are good. And I open my heart to You now. I invite You to come and live within my heart. I surrender my life now to be reconciled to You. Come and transform my life. Help me to live in the fullness of Your Kingdom. And I thank You that You love me, Lord God. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Church, let's give those people that responded this morning a great hand. Let's give them a great hand. That's amazing. Lives transform. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.